minister a message this morning. Now, this is, is not necessarily a new word. Um, back in December of 19 and, or 2008, it was, uh, 2008, the Lord laid a message on my heart. And as I began to prepare for this service this morning, I kept, you know, trying to go in a, one particular direction. And the Lord kept bringing me back to a message that I ministered in 2008. And um, so if, if some of you that have known me for a very long time since 2008, if some of what I have to say this morning sounds familiar, it's not a new word. But I tell you what it is, it is a fresh word that's rolling over in my spirit this morning and rolling over in my heart. And uh, the Lord just kept bringing me back to this message and I wanna minister this morning. First of all, we're gonna read from the book of Luke. So St. Luke chapter two, and we're gonna begin reading with the first verse. And then we're also going to be reading this morning from St. Matthew's Gospel. So let's go to Luke chapter 2 and verse number 1 first. Luke chapter 2 verse number 1. This no doubt is a very familiar story to you. The Bible says, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree, a, a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while, the, uh, that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and lay him, laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, get the next few verses. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is called Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, 
and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone from them unto the, into the heavens, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. Familiar scriptures, right? Go with me to the book of Matthew, if you will. Matthew chapter 2, and we will begin reading with verse number 1. Matthew chapter 2, verse number 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all of the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. He's talking about the prophet Micah. Behold, Bethlehem in the land of Judea art not the least among the princes of Judea, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. And then Herod inquired, or Herod called the, the wise men privately and inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. Now let that lodge in your memory and when you have found him bring me word again that I may come and worship him also and when they had heard the king they departed and lo the star which they had saw in the east went before them till they came and stood over where the young child was and when they saw the, saw the star they rejoiced with exceeding great joy and when they were come into the house let that lodge in your mind. They saw the young child with his mother and fell down and worshipped him. When they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And I'm going to stop reading right there. Ask that you bow your heads and let's pray, all right, that the Lord will just help us to receive his word. Heavenly Father, I stand in need this morning of your divine touch. Let the anointing of your Holy Spirit give me divine ability. I pray that you will put your word in my mind, that you will put your word in my mouth, that you will anoint what is spoken by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that you will open our hearts, O oh God, to receive your word and that you will speak into our spirits here today. And Father, I pray that every individual that is sitting here this morning will receive instruction and information and encouragement in the Lord. I pray above all things, Lord, that you will glorify yourself in our midst. 
and you will edify those that listen, that you will touch our lives and draw us ever closer to you. I pray now, Father, that you will bless me to be a blessing, anoint me to be an effective minister of your word, and we will forever give you the praise, forever give you the thanks, and we ask it in the wonderful and wonderful mighty name of Jesus, and everyone that agreed said amen. amen. So I want to title my message this morning, Sometimes a Shepherd and Sometimes a Wise Man. Sometimes a shepherd and sometimes a wise man. As I begin this morning, allow me to first of all just simply point out to you that both the shepherds and the wise men were seeking for the Christ. They were both looking for the coming king. Each experienced a very different set of circumstances on their journey to find him. But they, they both had a common goal. They were searching for Jesus. They were searching for the coming king. And they both found their way to Jesus. But I want you to understand this morning that they followed very different paths to get there. If I may for a moment this morning just share the contents of the book of Luke that we read concerning the shepherds. The shepherds were given very specific instructions on how they were to find the Lord. They were given very specific information. I mean detailed information about how they were to find their way to the master. The Bible says there in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 11, the angel says to the shepherds, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Let me just point out to you this morning that the angels told them exactly who he was where he was, and when he could be found. Amen. Think about it for a moment this morning. Amen. How much more obvious could the angel be? How much more obvious could the path to find the Lord be? Amen. The angels tell them the when, the where, and the who. The when, this day, where, in the city of David, who is it? Amen. It is a Savior, Jesus Christ, the King. They receive very specific instructions. I mean, instructions that you just can't miss, right? I mean, instructions that I stop and I read this, you know, this setting of Scripture, and I can see it play out in my mind. The shepherds are out in the field, and it is dark, and they are watching over their sheep by night, and all of a sudden, there is this marvelous, imminent, beautiful light that shines out of the heavens. An angel appears. How many of you think that would get your attention? An angel appears 
and has a specific message. For there is born unto you this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And not only that, but accompanying the angel that announces the birth of Jesus, there is this heavenly choir, voices out of heaven that can be heard, saying, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Spectacular, supernatural. Can't miss it, right? The angel said, lo, you'll find the babe lying in a manger. How many, how many, how many babies do you think were born in Bethlehem on that night that were laying in a feed trough? Another, what I'm saying is just in case you miss it, just in case you miss it, I'm going to give you the exact zip code. I'm going to give you the exact street address. I'm going to take you from point A to point B without any obscurity. I'm going to take you to him without any obstructions. I'm going to take you to him. You'll not be able to miss it. The Christ, they find him wrapped in swaddling clothes. The angels appear. The angels sing. They deliver the message. The shepherds go from point A to point B in a matter of moments or a matter of hours. They didn't have to consult MapQuest. They didn't have to Google it. I mean, they were given very specific instructions as to where to go to find him. And the Bible said that they made haste and they, they went immediately in haste. They went immediately and they found the Lord just as it had been told unto them. They couldn't miss it. How many of you, if you were sitting out on your patio on a July night and you had the heavens light up and an angel appear and give you instructions, this is what I want you to do with your life. This is where I want you to go. This is what I want you to do. And this is what I want you to be occupying your time with. How many of you think you could follow that? No problem, right? They went immediately. But the wise men had a very different path. The wise men had no specific instructions. The wise men had no angel that showed up. The wise men didn't have a heavenly choir. I don't know if the heavenly choir was just booked on a one night performance for the shepherds. But the, but the wise men had no heavenly host that showed up and sang peace on earth and glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill toward men. No, they didn't have any of that. The wise men, I think they got the short end of the stick. Stop and think about that for a moment. They did not know where they were going. They had to do all of the research in the Old Testament prophecies to even know what the star that they saw meant. The only thing that they had was the star that appeared in the heavens. 
And they had the Old Testament prophecy in the book of Daniel. And they knew that this must be the right time. They had to rely upon the stars. They had to even stop and ask directions. If you read there in Matthew chapter 2 and verse number 2, they had to stop and ask, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Anybody know where we're going? We don't. Hello? They had no visitation from the angel. They had no heavenly choir. Amen. All they had was a star that they could follow. They only could travel at night. It was a far journey. And they could only travel in the evening or at night because the stars are not visible during the day. They knew that a baby had been born, but they didn't know where. They knew that a king had been born, but they didn't know his name. They had very little information. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? In fact, if you will, think for a moment this morning of all of the barriers that they had to overcome in order to find him. The wise men, the shepherds were Jewish. They were taught the Jewish customs. They had been taught by the priests. They were expecting a Messiah. They were expecting a Redeemer. The Magi, the wise men, they were from Persia, from the Babylonian Empire. Do you remember when the children of Israel were sent into Babylonian captivity? And there in Babylonian captivity, Daniel rose to power. And it is because of the writings and the prophecies in the book of Daniel that these wise men even knew that there was a king coming. They had a cultural barrier. There was a distance barrier. There was a language barrier. There was a racial barrier. There was a religious barrier. There was a hostile king. Amen. That wanted to do the child harm. Amen. Barrier. There was an indifferent religious. Amen. Attitude among the religious leaders. It wasn't easy for them to find Jesus. The cards were stacked against them. Two very different set of circumstances. In fact, this morning, in spite of what our Christmas plays teach to us, the Magi did not find the Christ child until he was older. Can you prove that with the scripture? I can. You still got your Bible open this morning. I asked you to make sure it lodged in your remembrance Amen. You find there in Matthew chapter 2, verse number 10. This is the Magi, the wise men. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, when they were come into the house, they didn't visit a stable. They didn't visit a barn. And they saw the young child with his mother. He was no longer an infant. He was no longer a babe. He was a young child. Look at verse number 16 in Matthew chapter 2. 
Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceedingly wroth and sent forth and slew all of the children that were in Bethlehem and in all of the coast thereof from how old? From two years and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Which means that from the time that Herod inquired of the wise men, what time did the star appear? When did you first see the star? Amen. From that moment forward to the present had to be about two years. So what I'm saying this morning is the magi or the wise men didn't even get to show up at the stable when he was first born. They actually showed up nearly two years later. Completely different set of circumstances. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? And what I'm getting at this morning is that the wise men had, had uh, very little uh, to go on. The big difference between the two, the big difference between the shepherds and the wise men, it was vast. And why is that important to us this morning? What is, why is that relevant to us this morning? Because sometimes we find ourselves a shepherd and sometimes we find ourselves in the shoes of a wise man what are you getting at pastor gary the difference between the two i believe is very important for us to consider because there are times that we find ourselves in both sets of shoes we all this morning we all have a divine destiny in god we all have a divine purpose from God. We all have a divine road to walk and a divine destiny to reach in the Lord. And sometimes as we are on our journey in life, we find ourselves in a shepherd season. And sometimes we find ourselves in a wise man season. Sometimes we know exactly what God is up to and what God wants us to do. And sometimes we have to walk by faith and we haven't got a clue where he wants us uh, and where we're going uh, and when it'll all work out. Uh, but brother, my message this morning is this, that if we hang on to God, he'll make sure we find what we're looking for. Mm. The shepherds, they are announced immediately and specifically where he is and what to do and where to go and how to find him. Everything just falls in place. I love it when that happens in our life. Can you say amen? amen? Don't you just love it when you know you're exactly where God wants you to be, doing exactly what God wants you to be doing. Isn't that a wonderful place? A shepherd season. But we're not always in a shepherd season. Amen. There are times we know without a doubt exactly where God wants us and what he wants us to be doing. As, as I begin to meditate upon this message and upon this word this morning, the Lord began to bring back some experiences in my own life where I found myself in the shoes of the shepherd and then I found myself in the shoes of the wise man. 
Amen. I found myself remembering some places along my walk with the Lord that I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be, doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Amen. And God confirmed it through supernatural, amen, supernatural wisdom, supernatural signs, and supernatural wonder. And I knew beyond a doubt that I was right in the middle of God's will. Let me tell you a little story. I remember, I remember in prayer one day, this was when I was on the evangelistic field and preaching revivals around the country. I remember in prayer one day, the Lord allowed me to have a vision. I didn't leave the room. It was just as it, it was as if I was lifted out of my prayer area. And I could see all over the Emmett Valley, and I just continued to rise over the foothills over here. And I could see all over the nation. And this was before I had really, really began to travel as an evangelist. But I could literally, it was as if I could see all over the nation. And there was this... How many of you remember the old movies with the little radio tower with the little waves going out? I knew my voice was going across the country. And what struck me about this vision was I could see all the way to Florida. I'd never been in Florida in my life. I could see Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, I could, I, I could see all the way to Florida, and Florida just seemed like it lifted off the map and stood out to me. I had no idea what it meant, but I knew it was a God thing. I knew it was a God thing. Several months would go by before I really recognized what the Lord had actually shown to me. We had an evangelist that came and preached a revival in our church, and he was from Florida. Never dawned on me. He told my mother and father, he said, you know, I'd love to listen to some preaching while I'm in the motel room during the day. And, and my mother and my father said, well, here, here's some preaching tapes of my, our son. You know, listen to them and, and uh, pray that you're blessed. He came back to the service that night. And he said, how would you like to go to Florida with me and hold some revivals? The vision never dawned on me. It never hit me. I said, oh, I'd love that. That'd be wonderful. Long story short, three months later, I'm sitting on the tarmac in Boise, amen, fixing to fly into Chicago and then on into Orlando, Florida. And all of a sudden, it hits me. Oh, I could see all the way to Florida. My voice will be heard in Florida. You know what? I felt like I was right in the middle of God's perfect plan and God's perfect will. 
There are times that all of us in our journey in life will find ourselves in a shepherd's season and we find ourselves in the shepherd's shoes and we know we're doing exactly what God wants us to do and exactly, amen, where God wants us to be and we are exactly in the very perfect will of God. But it is not always so. Because sometimes we find ourselves in a wise man season. And like the wise men, we are just going on a very, very small amount of information. We're going on a little tender nudge of the Holy Spirit. We didn't have a word. We didn't have a prophecy. We just had a little tender nudge of the Holy Spirit. This is the way that I want you to go. And we have to walk by faith. And we have to step out in faith, and that's not always easy. The wise men had not nearly as much information. They weren't told specifically what to do, where to go, who to find. They knew that a king had been born. They didn't know his name. They didn't know where he was. They just said, we're going to follow that one star and hope everything turns out all right. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Everybody went, we ain't got a clue what you're talking about. We've come to worship him. Well, have at it if you can find him. Right? So I thought of another instance in my life when I was in a wise man season. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me one time and said, I want you to go to California. I, I grew up in Northern California in Red Bluff area. Moved to Idaho when I was 17 years old. I now consider myself a native. All right? So I grew up in a little cow town called Red Bluff, California. I came to Idaho 17, and I remained in Idaho all of the rest of my life. But I've traveled all over, the, all over the country. But the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to go to California. I said, Lord, I've had enough of California, okay? I mean, it's, it's pretty and all that kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm okay. I, I like Idaho. Lord said, I want you to go to California. And I said, okay, Lord, I want to be obedient. What is it that you want me to do? I don't have any meetings there. I don't have a, I don't have a schedule for there. I, I, I don't know what it is that you want me to do. The Lord would not say anything more than go to California. I said, okay, Lord, look, I don't know if you've checked in my front pocket, but I don't have the money to go to California. The Lord said, you leave on Friday and you will have. I told my wife, listen, I said, I feel like the Lord wants me to go to California. What for? I said, I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue. She said, we don't have the money. I said, I know. I told him that. So I was asked to preach in Timber Tabernacle up in Smith's Ferry. I was asked to fill in for the pastor up there for a Sunday morning and a Sunday night. And I told my wife, I said, I am going to spend all afternoon in the church and just pray and get the mind of God. So I preached that morning. Everybody went home, invited me out to go to lunch. But I said, no, I'm going to stay here at the sanctuary and I'm going to pray. 
I stayed there. That was a long afternoon. But I stayed there until everybody started showing back up for evening service. But I prayed, and, and I said, okay, God, if you want me to go to California, I'll go. That's the only thing that I had to go on. I knew I was supposed to go to California. And the Lord provided the funds by Friday for me to go. So I got in, I, I mean, I loaded my suitcase, I got in my car, and I headed to California. I had nowhere to go. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I was going to be doing when I got where I was going. I got to, I got to Goose Lake, just out of Lakeview, and I said, okay, God, I've been to California. Can I go home now? <laughs> nope. All right. Well, again, long story short, I ended up traveling down to California, down to Fresno. It was a Saturday night when I got into Fresno. Fresno is a pretty good sized town and they don't have sky. It was just thick, black, mucky looking stuff. So I, I get into Fresno on Saturday night and I, I started looking for a church to go to for the next morning. I, I opened the phone book and the first name that pops out is a pastor that I knew. I knew him from Medford when I first got saved. I knew him from Medford, Oregon. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to his church tomorrow. I'm gonna go see Brother Herman Bryant. So Sunday morning, I was in service. It was Father's Day, too. I was in service with Herman Bryant. And he said, What, what brings you down this way? I said, I'm just passing through. I didn't want to tell him, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. I said, I'm just passing through. He said, you're going to be here tonight? I said, yes. He said, why don't you preach for us? I said, okay. Sounds good to me. So I preached that night. Well, I'd love to tell you that there was just spectacular things that happened. But there really wasn't any, any supernatural, spectacular thing that took place was a very ordinary service. I preached, we all went home. And when I got back to the hotel, the Lord said, now you can go home. I'm like, great, what did I accomplish? Now I can go home, okay? So the next morning I, I get up and I'm headed back and I'm praying, I said, God, why, why in the world did you have me drive all the way to Fresno to preach in a little bitty town called Layton, California? Why did you send me down here? And the Lord said, because I knew you'd go. That's it? That's it? I drove all the way back home. My wife said, you know, baby, what, what happened? I really don't know. Three years later, that pastor that I had preached for on a Sunday night had invited me to come to Salem, Oregon. He was now pastoring a church in Salem, Oregon on State Street. And I was going to be preaching him a week's revival. When I got there, I preached that Sunday morning and we went out to lunch that afternoon. And he sat there and he said, can I tell you something, Pastor White? I said, sure, what, what's on your mind? And tears began to fill his eyes. He said, do you remember when you came to Layton, California, and you preached that Sunday night? I said, yes. 
<laughs> I do. He said, I was that close to walking away from the ministry. And he said, I will never forget what you preached and what God did in my heart because of that one service. Do you understand what I'm talking about this morning? Sometimes we are in a wise uh, or a shepherd season and sometimes we find ourselves in a wise man season. Sometimes we know that we are exactly where God wants us to be and sometimes we just have to walk by faith trusting God for the outcome. But the good news is they both found their destination. They both found what they were looking for. Amen. I, I tell you this morning, I believe that there are some individuals that are here in this house that are in a shepherd season and you know you're walking in the perfect divine will of God. But I can also tell you by the spirit of the Lord that I believe that there are some individuals here in this place this morning that are walking in the, in the shoes of a wise man and you're just feeling your way along. You got a word from the Lord somewhere. You got an unction from the Holy Spirit at one time. You got a promise from God down in your heart and you don't see the outcome yet. Amen. What I came to tell you this morning is keep right on walking. Keep right on believing uh, and keep right on trusting. Uh, he'll bring you to your designated end in due time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Don't stop trusting. Don't allow discouragement to get in your way. Don't give up on your journey. Don't stop believing. Amen. Keep your hand in the hand of the Lord and keep your heart in tune with God's Holy Spirit. And it matters not if you are walking in the shepherd's shoes. Amen. With absolute perfect clarity of where you're going or whether you're walking in the shoes of the wise men. Amen. Let me just tell you something this morning. And the wise men were called wise because they sought after him. And as long as we are seeking after him, amen, we too can be wise in the sight of God. We have been given a promise. Even though we walk at times in the shoes of the wise men without clarity, without perfect understanding, we have been given a promise of the Lord. You'll find it in Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 7 and verse number 8. It says these words. It says, ask and you shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Verse 8, for everyone, not just a few but for everyone that asks, they'll receive. Everyone that seeks shall find. And everyone that knocks, it shall be opened unto them. 
The Bible said in Jeremiah 33 and 3, the Bible says that we can call unto him. And he says, I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Maybe you find yourself here this morning simply trotting along, amen, with just one star. And there seems to be so many obstacles to overcome and so many distractions in the way. Amen. What I'm telling you this morning is keep right on trusting. Keep right on believing. and Keep right on walking in the right direction. And he'll bring you into the perfect plan and the perfect will for your life. Sometimes we are the shepherds. And sometimes we are in the shoes of the wise men. But they, they both found what they were looking for. They both found their way to the king. Amen. I assure you this morning that if we will continue to be faithful, we will find our way, amen, into the perfect plan and the perfect will of our God. How many of you have ever think to yourself this morning, how many of you have ever been in both sets of shoes? I don't know about you, I love the shepherd's shoes. I love the shepherd's shoes. It's easy to say yes. It's easy to say yes. It's easy to follow when you're in the shepherd's shoes. But when things are a little muddled, things are a little cloudy, things are a little obscure, when it's hard to find your way, it's a challenge to say yes, Lord. And I assure you this morning, you will find yourself in both sets of shoes throughout your lifetime. If we are faithful to the Lord, and we keep our relationship vibrant with Jesus, he will see to it that we find what we are looking for. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Can I get the musicians to please come back up here this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, for the example that has been set forth in your word. Thank you that there are times that we find ourselves in the shepherd's shoes. Our walk from point A to point B is perfectly clear. We can go rejoicing and go with confidence knowing that we are exactly where you want us to be. But Lord, I also thank you for the wise men's shoes because it's during the wise man season of our life that we find our faith growing. When we walk by faith and not by sight, when we walk trusting, not knowing what the outcome shall be. But we remain faithful to you and we continue to walk in harmony with your spirit. 
I thank you for seasons that try our faith because when our faith is tried, we come forth stronger, more mature in you. And Father, this morning, I, I feel in my spirit that there are those that are here this morning that are walking in wise men's shoes. They are facing circumstances and situations and and even asking themselves, what, what now, Lord? Where now? Where? What, 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 where? what do I do? Where do I go? And Father, I pray that you will tenderly touch them this morning. That you will bring a reassurance to their heart. That just as both the shepherds and the wise men found the Lord, that you will bring them into their divine destiny and into your divine will. And they will find themselves in you. I ask it in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. How many individuals all across this building this morning would be willing to slip up your hand and say, Pastor Gary, I find myself in a wise man season this morning. God sees your hand and your hand and yours 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 and all over the building all over the building stand to your feet if you will please let me pray with the lifted hands let me pray with those that lifted their hands heavenly father I thank you that you have not forsaken us for you said in your word that you are with us always. You would never leave us. That you would never forsake us. That you are with us always. You said even to the end of the world. And Father, we may find ourselves in the shoes of the wise men this morning. Going on very little. Trusting with all of our heart. Leaning not to our own understanding. Trusting that you will lead us and trusting that you will guide us. Father, here's what I pray for those that are in that place and for those that lifted their hand. I pray that you would supernaturally speak to their spirit. Speak to their heart this morning, oh God. Give them a tender light from heaven. Like the star that the wise men followed. Give them a tender light in their heart that this is the way. Walk ye in it. Turn not to the left. Turn not to the right. But right here, child of God, this is what I want you to do. And Lord, just as you brought both the shepherds and the wise men to the foot of our king, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will bring these that lifted their hands into some clarity and into some light that causes them to understand that though they have walked by faith, that they have ended up exactly where you desire for them to be. And that it shall be well with them and it shall be well with those in their lives. Touch us now by your anointing and by your Holy Spirit. In the wonderful and mighty name of Jesus, I ask it, Lord. In Jesus' name, in every